along. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. What up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB here, another Slap Dick Podcast on this fine Friday, the 27th of August, 21. Trying to stay pandemic-free, sucker-free, COVID-free, anything else that's free. Um, I'm on YouTube Live, man. Hit the like button, subscribe, tell a friend, get on YouTube, man. Trying to grow the channel. It's growing little by little. Um, Once it grows a little bit, I'll I'll get a... I'll get it going and get some different things on there. Man, I'm going live on YouTube sporadically this week just to get it in because of my sound situation. So now uh, I'm going to uh, I'll be promoting it on my social media, man. The Real Coach underscore JB, Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you follow that, those site or those uh, profiles on Instagram and Twitter. Um Man, get to this show, man. The title of this show today, man, on the Slapdick Podcast on YouTube. Appreciate all my YouTubers coming in, chopping it up. Uh, my boy Shane Bailey's in the house, Kentucky. Uh, we got cats in here from Thomas Abel out of in Georgia. We got Steven out in Texas. We got everybody. Chris Conrad's out here in L.A. Uh, we got cats from all over. Seattle in the house. Texas in the house. Uh... San Antonio Scuba Steve is in the house. Appreciate you guys. Hey, uh, tuning in to watch the show. Listen, um, title of this show is Get Out Your Feelings. Shane McNamara uh, from Boston's in the house. Steven, I'm trying to work on getting slapdick whiskey in Texas, all right? So, you know, I had to face off some haters last couple weeks. Um, that's kind of died out, but, you know, they're always going to hate. You know, remember I told you, love your haters. They're your biggest fucking fans. That's true shit. Well, you know, Kansas dropped the whiskey, uh, well, the distributor did, and uh, so we're working on getting that back. But at the same time, you know, uh, someone asked me, will it be in BevMo Total Wine out here in Cali? So listen, they turned it down because of the name Slapdick, all right? But I think they turned it down because of me, not Slapdick, the name. And I'm just going to be honest with you because the bottom line is they carry a whiskey bourbon called Cold Cock. It's a motherfucking rooster holding his dick. So don't tell me Slapdick's the reason you don't want to carry it, motherfuckers, like you lying fucks. So I told them straight out. You know I told them straight out. These CEOs, I'm like, you're fucking lying. You don't want it because of me. And at the time, you know, I was fighting off eight fucking felonies. So I'm sure if you Google who I am, they weren't going to carry it. So we'll revisit it and shit. But, you know, it's always a fucking uphill battle, man, uh, when, you, when you live in the shoes of, of, that I walk in every day. Um, but it is what it is, right? Hey, just understand something, man. It, it creates tough skin and it allows you to uh, help others, man. When you go through the drug through the mud like this, shit. You kind of show people how not to do shit, how not to be, and then do shit that you want to do and not what you have to do. And that's just one of my huge beliefs in life. 
So anyway, uh, let me let me spit out this ad, and then I'll get to uh, the quote of the day, and then we'll get to it. Um, you know, the Slapdick Podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today, whether it's live bets during games or futures. For who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today. Use your mobile device. Join and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So go check it out. Balance 7 is another ad. I forgot to read the motherfucker last show, so I'll make sure I get to that. Maybe on YouTube you can remind me because I do this show myself, man. I don't do it with production. Uh, Big Albert Lopez is in the house. What up, man? I've been missing in action. I appreciate you. Uh, Good seeing you. Follow my boy Albert Lopez on Instagram, man. Um, Albert, send me your Instagram on here, man. He does a lot of good talks, man. A lot of good. He has a lot of good ideologies, man. Someone trying to grow his channel. Give him a follow. I'll, I'll, I'll shout out his uh, Instagram here in a minute. So, quote of the day, man. All right, I'm going to get to it. Title of this show is to get out. It's actually get out of your feelings. Okay. Get out your feelings. Um. That is the title of this show, and I'm going to talk to you about what I mean when I get to that. But anyway, um, let me give you the quote of the day, man. I feel it's relevant to the title of my show, which is Get Out Your Feelings. Um, Jamel Ridley, is that your, how you say your name, brother? I appreciate you, man. Um, he said a radio. I'll get to that. Uh, here's the quote of the day on the Slapdick Podcast. The trouble with most of us is that we would rather be ruined by praise than saved by criticism. I'm just being honest. That is just how I walk my life. I walk every day wanting to be saved by some criticism. Because remember, if you ever watched my show and the show I was on, I always talked about, like, people think fucking coaching is criticism. Or correction is criticism. Or evaluation is criticism. It's not. Correction is not criticism. Motherfuckers get in their feelings too much and can't handle the truth. And the truth hurts. The trouble with most of us is that we would rather be ruined by praise and getting your dick sucked every day and patted on the back than saved and grow by criticism. The only way you grow is having been criticized now i refuse to be criticized by some fuckstick shitbird let's make sure we're clear here i want to be criticized by smart folks people that have been drugged through the mud or had some similar background or story or different things like that so i'm not going to be criticized by some fuck shitbird that i know who's half ass and don't understand anything um that I'm doing, I refuse to be that guy. Um, you know, people don't understand. When you coach, just so you know, coaches have the biggest egos in the world, okay? So at some point, you have to learn how to take the E out of the word, and then it spells go. It's go time. 
No matter what, if you take the E out of ego, it spells go. And what I mean by that is at some point, it's going to have to be about somebody else other than you. Whether it's the players, the kids, the coaching staff, the administration, the community, the fans in the stands, your high school coach. You want to get outreach to the community. You want the fans to show up. You want to give them a good product on the field. It can't be about you anymore. You know what I mean? Netflix made that show about me. Um, even though I still haven't watched that whole fucking thing or even come close, it's, they still made it about me, right? And I was hoping and thought this thing would be dead by now. Um, but I still can't go to Walmart. I still can't go to a store. I still can't go to a restaurant. And I appreciate everybody. You know, I've never turned down a fan, a picture, autograph, anything. Because I'm to me, I'm just a regular Joe. I'm honored that you recognize me, right? But at the same time, it's like, fuck, I thought this would have been gone by now. But when you have 300 plus million people that have seen that show globally, buddy of mine was telling me in the industry like dude you'll never be forgotten even though it'll die out here and there you'll never be forgotten that's just like saying you know um he was telling me like what's that show that vampire show that tv show that was on forever fucking back in you know 10 12 years ago um was a series they had a book a bunch of books anyway you know you always remember that shit even though it ain't on no more but who knows maybe they'll take shit off netflix but i know it's still one of the highest rating Ben shows. I know it was the highest Ben show ever. Um, Twilight. That was it, Stephen. Um, Logan Lawfer. First game tonight, Southwest Missouri. Southwest Missouri in the house. Um, but anyway, the trouble with most of us is that we would rather be ruined by praise than saved by criticism. So that's just the truth, man. Um, it's, that's the God's honest truth. But anyway... Get out of your feelings. Title of this show on the Slapdick Podcast on YouTube. My boy Albert Lopez. Make sure you guys follow him on Mr. Albert Lopez. At Mr. MR, Mr. Albert Lopez. YouTube and Instagram. Check him out. He does some good shit on there. Um, anyway, let me start off by saying that I, had a, I posted a thing last night on Twitter. Um... You know, all these bandwagon front-running cats that always, every year there's a new team where you're from. So we deal with the fucking Clippers and now the Padres, right? Every year it's somebody up and coming who people think is up and coming, who people change over from their roots, which is the Lakers and the Dodgers, right? used to be the L.A. Kings in hockey. They jumped over to the fucking Mighty Ducks in Anaheim. See, before I even talk about it, the Clippers need to play in Anaheim. Do you realize that Orange County separates Los Angeles County? It's separated, right? It's a different county. Orange County, Los Angeles County. People need to understand, Clippers would thrive in Orange County. They used to thrive there. They had their own fan base, just like the Angels have. But none of those teams are L.A.-rooted teams. I mean, you can argue the Lakers aren't even. But come on, they weren't in Minnesota very long. The Clippers were a San Diego organization, which is closer to Orange County than L.A. So, you got to fucking get with the program. Clippers need to go back to the fucking pond in Anaheim where the Angels and the fucking Mighty Ducks are. 
gives it some balance. It gives L.A. a huge place, some balance. Let people travel to Orange County fucking to watch some games. Like, get out of this whole fucking Staples Center thing. You, It's too busy. There's only one team that wins there. You'll never win there, Clippers. L.A., Southern California, Padre fans, and all you re-found new Padre found fans, please understand, you guys are Padres. You always will be the Padres. You are the fake pinstriped jersey-wearing fucks. You guys want to be the Yankees so bad, but you're in shit brown and piss yellow. And that's the colors of your uniforms. Anytime you wear piss bra- piss yellow and shit brown colors, you have a huge problem. And how you guys think that all of a sudden you're a rival to the Dodgers, it blows my fucking mind. The Clippers are now the new rival for the Lakers. No, they're not. What have they won and beat the Lakers at? Have they beat the Lakers at anything ever that means something rather than a regular season game? Who gives a fuck? The Clippers used to beat the Lakers in regular season games when Magic played too, just so we're clear. But they haven't got past the Western Conference Finals ever. So I want to make sure that you are clear with this and understand that this thing, the Padres are never going to be anything other than the Padres the Clippers you're never going to be more than the Clippers you are who we thought you were just so we're all clear so Ice Lord what up yeah man you know that's true like the Clippers are fucking great Christmas day game guys they're great opening day team guys. They'll beat the Lakers on opening day every time. Like, I don't think the Lakers really give a fuck. <laughs> because winners actually do shit on Christmas. And winners usually have, like, they've worked in the summer and don't care about opening days or Christmas games. I'm just telling you. Kobe used to lose on Christmas all the time. But it really didn't fucking matter when he won the fucking championship. So, I don't know. Look, man, I'm going to get into a bunch of things. I got a Slapdick of the Week update, and I'm going to give get back to that um, Slapdick of the Week segment. Um, and, uh, yeah, like Jamal and Armstrong. Nobody fears the Padres or the Clippers. Like, you guys think that we fear the, these guys, like true L.A. fans. Like, we don't give a fuck about you. You guys have nothing to, to like, we have nothing. Like, we can either beat you or we lose to you. Like, there's no win for us because we're supposed to beat you. The Dodgers just swept your sorry-ass Padres, who everybody's taking record of. and They beat the Lakers six times, seven times this year. Well, it doesn't matter. They lost in the playoffs last year. You guys may not even make the fucking playoffs, Padre fans. Have you figured that out? So, I don't know. Um, Bro, Snell's only going to pitch one time against the Dodgers, dude. The Dodgers have fucking, even if they get the pedophile back or the fucking domestic violator, they're still, you know how deep the Dodgers rotation is? Like, Snell's one guy. And they've proven to hit everyone else in that rotation. So, I don't know. Um, don't think that's enough. 
But I, I believe baseball is the true sport that you can throw in every single team at the, in the playoffs. Every team. And you'll be shocked who wins it all every year. It won't be a top tier team. It'll be a fucking Marlins. I'm telling you, like, baseball is so finicky and up and down. You can win a fucking baseball series and could be the worst team. I'm telling you, if they threw bat- baseball in there and let everybody play, you'd be shocked who wins a motherfucker. And I just truly agree. Now, if you threw in every team in football or, ba- or basketball, you know who's going to win or lose. So, um, yeah, I don't watch any baseball. I, I, I can't stand the, what the sport has become, how, how diluted it is with all the shit they do. They pissed me off during the pandemic. It's hard to fucking play fantasy draft, draft kings with. I don't know. If I can't win money on you, I mean, you know. But I like some. There's a lot of baseball players that I'm really good friends with. I like a lot of dudes uh, that that are supporters of me, and I appreciate all you baseball cats out there. Um, a lot of similar ideologies we share. But at the same time, the sport is just shitting on you guys, and I, I, just, I just fucking find it hard to watch nowadays. Um, get out your feelings, though. Title of this show, all right? I don't know if you guys heard the latest, but, you know, like I was talking about. We should be talking about sports when we discuss sporting people, athletes, entertainers. We should discuss the sport, what they play, how they play it, and if they're good or bad. Not add politics into it, religion into it, what they stand for. Black, white, or yellow. I don't give a fuck what color you are, who you stand for, or what you believe. The sport is very cut and dry. It's black and white. You win or you lose. There's no gray area. It's just like when you coach. They check the scoreboard. You won or you lost as the head coach. There's no fucking gray area. The wins and losses don't go on your assistant. don't go on your players. They go on your record. So... When Shikari Richardson got caught with the whole weed thing, you can have your own ideology or your own stand with your own, have your own foundational fucking background and beliefs. I don't care. Bottom line is she smoked weed before the fucking test. She got caught. Boom. She's in a rut or whatever you want to call it, which we call in the sports world. She's in a fucking rut. She came back, finished ninth, okay? She finished ninth. Allison Felix, you know, she won um, in the Olympics and is much more, I guess, revered in the Olympic track world, right? Allison, Allison Felix is a household name. She looks a lot fucking better, too, by the way. Shikari Richardson, she looks like, you know, girls I grew up with, just like straight girls on the, in the street, hood, you know what I'm saying? Like, like shit like that. But Allison Felix went on after she picked up her 11th total medal, and she was, you know, I don't know if she was throwing salt or shade at Shikari, but basically she was like, I hope she's supported. She was on the uh, Jimmy Kimmel show the other night. She was like, I hope Shakari's being supported. I hope people rally around her. Uh, obviously, she's got a great personality, and she brought a lot of attention to the sport. I think she'll be in the sport a very long time. I just think 
she said, I think just more than anything for athletes, there's so much that goes into it. We just know. Anyway, Richardson appeared to take Felix's word for like a slight. And she talked, I guess she threw some shade at her on Twitter. She said, this is your, this is a woman y'all stand on Twitter. I still don't know what the fuck stand means. Okay. You youngsters can hit me to that. But <laughs> the shit is you got an OG talking to you youngster. And that's the problem with a lot of you cats. A lot of you, especially I've been telling you, black women hold a lot of power right now. And you need to use the platform to help younger black women. But you're not. So you want a motherfucking beef with an OG who won a gold medal. Like you said, Felix won a medal at, as a 20-year vet. If you can even come close to doing that, Shikari, then so be it. But see... Average Joes in baseball, football, basketball, they're getting, they get castrated over having weed in their system years ago. They'd be fucking banned. They'd be shit talk. They'd talk, they're, they're the worst person. Steroids, you know, you saw how Mac, Mark McGuire and, and all those fucks, ha what happened to them, right? Well, you just finished ninth and you got smoked by all the Jamaicans after the whole thing. And then you tweet, there's only one way up from nine. From ninth place. It's only there's only one way from ninth. No shit. Hope you don't go down to tenth. My thing is maybe you were on some other shit. But you need to get over yourself and get out of your fucking feelings and take some criticism. She didn't even really criticize you. You just think she was being a smart ass and throwing shade at you. When in theory, guess what? She deserves to if she wanted to. She's a twenty year vet in the game. You fucking can't even run in the Olympics, little girl. Like, and everyone supporting you has blown your motherfucking head up so big. And you think, oh, it's cool. I'm glad I smoke weed and now everybody can support me. Like, nah, they're supporting you because you're a black female. But you're using it in the wrong fucking way. And that's what motherfucking real cats are telling you. See, a lot of cats won't tell you the real. That's the problem. I'm telling your motherfucking ass the real. Marcellus Wiley's telling your ass the real. See, real motherfuckers recognize real. Your ass don't. And Alice and Felix trying to give you some free game, and your ass won't even take it. Instead, you want to talk shit on Twitter. So, shit, the sound went out again, didn't it? Shit. One second, I'll come right back. Let me, let me get, come right back, fellas. I'm going to start this thing over. You got me? Shit. I don't know why, man. One second. My sound went out on YouTube. Um... Yeah, my sound went out on YouTube, so I apologize, man. Every time something's up with my board, I think, man. I don't know why it does this, but. <sighs> anyway, I got to start it over. But anyway, to my regular podcasters, you know, 
Shikari needs to fucking understand that she needs to understand to take criticism, man. Correction is not criticism. Like, I don't understand why people don't understand how correction is. They, they think correction is not criticism. Like, <laughs> it's not. Get out your feelings. Get out of your feelings. Like, it doesn't make sense to me, man. Like, you're not... You're not going to fucking get hurt. Like if you, if you fucking accept it, like accept this lady, she's 20 year veteran in the sport. You aspire to be like, I don't understand that shit, man. Like, how can you not, how can you, how can you not understand that? Like, I don't understand how, YouTube dude I don't understand how you guys don't get that you know it's funny you're the same people Shikari Richardson's the same person it's funny that goes on and talks about the stand and all that shit right she's your all this is your stand on Twitter you're the same person that talks shit um, about others but when you're talked about you get in your feelings. <laughs> That's the problem with some of you young fucks. And nobody's told you the truth. And nobody will tell you the truth. And you refuse to accept the truth. And the truth hurts you. And then guess what's going to happen? The real world is going to slap you in the fucking mouth in short time, soon, right? It's going to slap you in the mouth very shortly. And then you're going to all, you're going to fucking, you're going to be mad at everybody. You're going to be sad at everybody. You're going to think that everybody is against you. And in reality, the real world's going to slap you in the fucking mouth. But who knows, man? A lot of you guys are just sad. You want instant gratification. You want fucking... It's just funny to me. You can talk about motherfuckers, but when we talk back and we bark back, you motherfuckers get all in your feelings. Get out your feelings, man. It's time to get out your feelings. It's time to put your big boy pants on. Grow up. That's just me. I don't know. But anyway, back on YouTube. Hopefully there's sound. I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to see uh yeah, sounds working now. See, so there's something wrong with the thing. Um, I don't understand what the fuck it is, why it goes out, why it comes on. Let me, let me applause. So give myself an applause for being back on fucking YouTube sound-wise. Um, but anyway, uh, just catch, on, catch YouTube up. I was just talking about how people can talk and talk and talk and talk shit. But the minute you bark back and talk shit back to somebody, they get all in their feelings and now all of a sudden they go crying over spilt milk, crying to mommy. Um, see, they people think they can talk, 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 but when you start barking back, these motherfuckers sure tuck their tail. And Shikari Richardson's another one. You know what I mean? Learn to take criticism from a fucking veteran of the game you're in. Like that's the bottom line. Does she not hear the fucking? Allison Felix is not worried about you taking over her reign. She's twenty years in. She's trying to help your young ass. But anyway, too many 
too many youngsters, man, that just don't get the game. I don't know. Um, I'm going to break up the – because I'm – shit, I'm like 30 minutes in on this thing, I think. Um, let me give you one more. Some of you guys can hear this fucking – this uh, new ad I got by Balance 7. It's Lamar Odom's pH balancing fucking alkaline supplement. Um, I don't know if you guys knew about Lamar Odom returning to professional basketball in Spain, but, uh, you know, he just boxed and had a – I think he beat that Aaron Carter dude in a boxing match in July, the celebrity boxing shit. Basketball players better stay the fuck out of that ring before they end up fucking – but anyway, he said he's had an, an enormous amount of energy, which is good for him, sport, uh, especially when working out. He always needs good level energy to le- level up. Couldn't agree more with Lamar. After watching this fight in July. Cool thing is we've got promotion running with Balance 7 right now. So if you guys want any of this pH balancing, uh, especially older guys, where you can go visit the website, balance7.com. Use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Check out. You'll receive four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $14, so it would be well worth it. Again, head to balance7.com, use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, and get on the promotion. I know it worked. If it works for him, man, it'd probably work for you. So, I don't know. That's, I mean, Lamar Odom is a weird motherfucker anyway, but it is what it is. Um, but check out that shit. Um, oh, who's talking shit? I like people talking shit. Um, Farzine, what up? Is that you? Um, man, I think he's fucking around. Don't worry. If that's him, Farzine's cool. Farzine's just fucking with you guys. He's, he's a supporter of the Slap Dick Podcast, fellas. Um, he's just talking shit, clowning. He's joking, guys. Relax. <laughs> See, you guys jumping the gun, man. Come on, dog. I- Trust me, you know I'm the first one to attack a shit talker. Um, Farzine's in the house. He's a good dude. I've been on his podcast a few times. Give him a follow. Uh, he's a big slap dick supporter, by the way, for everybody on YouTube. Farzine, my sound keeps fucking going off, so I had to restart my YouTube. Um, the podcast is works as usual, though. Um, Adam Horvath, let me see. Charter Oak game, seven? Let me see. Let me see if I can make that, dog. You got parking nearby? I don't want to walk too far, man. I don't fuck. I got to, you know, can I smoke a cigar on the sideline? I'm just fucking with you. Um, Charter Oak. I used to recruit you guys a long time ago. Who's the head coach now, man? Is it the son? I know he passed away, Rip, man. RIP. Um, legendary coach, man. Um, is his son the guy now, the head coach? Um, no, Farzine, we were talking about Slapdick being too offensive. That's what he's talking about, you guys. Um, because f- fucking Total Wine and uh, Bevmo won't carry it, but they'll carry Cold Cock. And that's what Farzine's talking about, man. Slapdick's too offensive for some. Um, he's just fucking around giving me a hard time. But, yeah, that's the real thing. You can hold your dick with a rooster on the cover or on the label, but you can't say slap dicks. Yeah, go figure, right? Say, man, don't stand for something. You'll fucking fall for anything. Um, But anyway, we're talking about the Padres being the Padres. And uh, 
Farrar. So Chuck's, go, I mean, the head guy is Farrar now, son. Okay, gotcha. Um, Adam, send me an email, man. Uh, CoachJB12 at Gmail, and let me get your info, and I'll hit you up and uh, see if I, I might make it out there, man. Um, Web City, I recruited Web. I know where I know where it is. Yep, Joplin area. Um, yeah, it's straight east of us in Indy. Or past Pittsburgh and Fort Scott and shit. Yeah, I know where you guys are. I've uh, recruited the whole area. So, um, Kenny, you got your first head coaching game this year or this Saturday, huh? Hey, go do your thing, man. Um, East St. Louis in the house. Love the titty bars in East St. Louis, man. I used to love them. I thought per capita they had the best titty bars in America for a long time. Um, Ice Lord, what up, man? I appreciate you. So anyway, I got. I'm going to discuss. Get out your feelings. The title of the show, obviously, but I'm going to talk about. Well, first of all, if you walk into Starbucks with a phone like this and you have to read the order, and it takes you ten fucking minutes, like. Get the fuck out of line. Can you guys please? How is it so difficult to order coffee? You're making you're making Starbucks so fucking rich. It's ridiculous because you guys make these candy tasting coffees. Just go get a coffee. If you have to, if you like your fucking vanilla fucking lattes or whatever the fuck they, those soft ass drinks are, go drink that shit. But I'm not going to lie. I made my own drink, man, but I don't need a fucking phone to say it. But I made my own drink, man. Brown sugar oat milk drink they got is off the chain. I'm probably gaining fucking 10 pounds a week from it. But who knows? I don't know. Hey, um, going back to my man who tipped me earlier on YouTube, I appreciate it. He was asking about Cam Newton, and they said he is his game has gone down because of, I guess, him listening or trying to perform rap or listening to rap. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Um, I don't believe that has anything to do with him. I just never thought he was very good as far as fucking accuracy. I thought he was a freak of nature. Juco guy, by the way. Juco in the house. Um, But at the same time, I just never thought he was that guy. Um, I thought he was a freak of nature, but I didn't think he was... Just a guy to sit back. Now, his first year, he was throwing for like 400, 300, 400, 500 yards a game. Um, but it takes the NFL a while to get used to new talent. Lamar Jackson, look how long. It took him a few years to get used to him. Now, guess what? So, I'm going to make some predictions here today. But anyway, I'm going to talk about the quarterback game before I get into the the, t- the main meat and potatoes of the show, which is a, uh, I'm very proud of this guy. Uh, I'm going to talk about actually and I've always thought he was a slap dick who was always fucking so blown off his mind with weed that he did the dumbest things ever in NBA history but at the same time I got to say this guy has uh, impressed me and I'm going to talk about today but I got to discuss the the whole uh, quarterback thing all right Jameis Winston was named starter of the New Orleans Saints to replace Drew Brees, okay? I want to make sure that 
I addressed the starters that were named this week. All right. Yeah, please hit the like button and uh, subscribe on the YouTube, man. So, Jameis Winston got to start. I knew he would. I thought he was the better thrower, obviously. I think the Hill kid is just a gimmick quarterback. He's not a fucking NFL starting quarterback. But Sean Payton wins with him. He went 3-1 and one with Taysom Hill. Would he go 8-0 and oh with Bridgewater? Um, and I think he'll do well with I think they can stretch the field with Jameson at least, right? As long as Jameson don't do no fucking finger-licking chicken, fucking rah-rah fucking motivation before the game, then he'll be all right. Just stay in his fucking lane, and we'll go all right. Kenny Stidham, man, I appreciate the tip, brother. You're a good dude. You're a good human and a mammal. Good mammal. All right, so look, I James Winston... I mean, that's what they have. I don't know how good they can be. Um, someone predicted that they'll beat Green Bay game one. Green Bay doesn't do well early in seasons, so that could happen. But uh, I don't know if they'll beat Green Bay game one. But we'll see. Saints defense is legit. There's a lot of good defensive teams in the NFC this year. Green Bay, Saints, Tampa, Rams, Niners, and Seattle will always be solid on D. Um, Raheem, I appreciate you, dog. Um, Patrick Mahomes is the guy. I think he is that guy. I just don't know. I just don't get how people can <laughs> label him the true GOAT already when he's lost three playoff games and two of them are to fucking to Tom Brady. Um to me, that's the GOAT you just got beat by. So let's give his resume time to build. I don't know if he'll ever catch seven rings, six more, right? Or seven more to really to be the GOAT. Um, but I think he's a special talent, no doubt. I just don't think he's the GOAT yet. But he is the guy. I mean, he is that guy. He is, the, uh, you know, we would say he is that motherfucker. But at the same time, I think Aaron Rodgers is that motherfucker. And I'm going to get into all this. I don't play fantasy football, fellas. I don't do it. I do cameos and uh, shit like that, but I don't do it. Man, so look, I'm a single bachelor. I've had a few females reach out to me certain ways and hit me up. And a couple of fine girls, right? They're pretty fine, right? They want to go out. I'm like, all right, I'll go out. But it has to be somewhere secluded, all right? Quiet. Dog. The generation, I can't fuck with too many youngsters, right? You got to be 35 or older. No more young shit for me. And what I mean young is like 30, 29. I, I just can't do it no more. Dog. They're different breeds, I'm just telling you. Too far apart on ideologies and belief system. But anyway, there's some weird motherfuckers out here today. I've just come to the agreement that the world is different and motherfuckers are weird. Period. And you can call me what you want. I don't really give a fuck. You know, I embrace that shit. But there's some weird motherfuckers out here, man. And it's like, shit. <sighs> so, if you're some real ones out there, females, and got all your teeth, and wash your ass, hit your boy up. 
I'm just fucking with you guys. Um, you put Wilson and Rogers above Brady, Raheem. Um, I mean, I don't know what you judge football off of, brother. Appreciate the tip again. Um, I don't, I, I don't know what you judge the sport from. See, the sport where I grew up in my era, and when you coach the sport, the only thing that matters is winning. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter arm strength. Just so you know, Tony Banks. If anyone in this room knows who Tony Banks is, I used to throw with Tony, California JUCO guy, played for the Rams, the, the Ravens. Um, he probably had one of the best arms of all time that you never will understand and know. You guys will never know about it. You will never know how great of an arm Tony Banks had. He just couldn't think. So if you guys are judging quarterback playoff of arm talent and skill set, I'll give you a name right now that skill set will blow away 99% of the quarterbacks that are playing right now. You know who it is skill set wise? Tony Romo. Tony fucking Romo had better skill set than 99% of the quarterbacks playing right now. That's coming from a quarterback guy who understands the position better than anybody in the room and most people on ESPN and everybody fucking else. I'm just telling you, Tony Banks, I'll explain a drill to you guys, okay? We used to do a drill. And the Ravens used to do it, and I was in OTAs. So just so you know, okay, I'm going to try to explain this for you YouTubers. The wide receiver was right here, and the DB was right here, right arm's distance. And there's a 20-yard stretch of a 20-yard line along a wall that you run, okay? The DB trails you. The quarterback's 20 yards away, Okay. He has to throw the football to this receiver before this DB can bat the ball away. Just so you know, nobody in the NFL can do that. I don't even think Mahomes can do it or Rodgers. Maybe. Maybe. They can, this guy can never get the ball batted from Tony Banks. Just so you guys know, if you understand football or you even understand talent, this guy trailing this guy, and this guy run full speed down 20-yard line against a wall. And for a quarterback from 20 yards away to fit the football in there, do you realize how strong of an arm you have to have? <laughs> there, Tony Banks was that guy. But he was horrible in a game. He was like Trent Dilfer, deer in headlights. He was a seven-on-seven seven guy. So I like... I love Wilson and Rodgers, but I can't put them above Brady for the simple fact that Brady not only beats them, he has six more rings than both of them combined. We go off winning and losing, not skill set. Tony Romo was a fucking legit dude. He had a great skill set, but he couldn't win a fucking playoff game. He had no it factor. He had no fucking... (laughs) He just doesn't have it. Tom Brady has it. Mahomes probably has it. He's proven it that he has the it factor. Aaron Rodgers has had it, and he does have it. Um, Can Aaron win another one or two rings to really put him up in the conversation? I don't know. Who knows? But it is what it is. Um, 
Okay, James Winston, back to the starting quarterback for the Saints. Um, I don't think he's the long-term solution to Breeze, even though I think Breeze has downgraded it in the last five years. Breeze hasn't thrown a fucking ball over 40 yards. Um, but I think it'll help out stretch the defense. It'll help out with big plays, and I believe Saints will be a more explosive team with him. I just don't know if he'll win a Super Bowl. I don't think he has the it factor that the NFL quarterback needs. Going to the Jets, Zach Wilson obviously is the starting quarterback. I told you guys, to me, he was the best draft pick at the quarterback position. I said it on my podcast months ago. I believe it. I think it's proven in preseason. He is the most polished, most poised. Plus, you know, the motherfucker's a Mormon, so he's fucking probably 40 years old. So basically, he's been around football his whole life. Just kidding, but he's older kid. So he comes automatically with a little more nuts and guts than the average young QB, like, say, a Trey Lance who hasn't played in a year or and played FCS football. Zach is the most polished quarterback in the draft from a standpoint of maturity, poise, and having like the it factor. I like Zach Wilson the best. I told you guys that. So that's two quarterbacks down, okay? The third one, Trevor Lawrence, who is the heir apparent GOAT. Everybody's saying this is the guy. I said on my show that I think he's actually going to be a bust his rookie year. You can't there look at Troy Aikman when he went to the Cowboys, the worst team in the NFL his first year. Okay. He was horrible. And I'm a Troy Aikman guy. I think Troy Aikman's top five quarterback of all time. Most accurate of all time. Anyway, he was horrible. He came around a team with no talent. Trevor Lawrence is in here in, in his is is got drafted to a team that has no talent. And he's gonna take his lumps. See, I wouldn't have been mad at Urban to make Minshew the starter. Because that's what NFL is. And I would have played that dude and get Trevor Lawrence some reps. But see, Trevor Lawrence is what's gonna happen to Trevor Lawrence is what's gonna what happened to Burrow last year. Blown out knee. Shortened your NFL career. So <laughs> I don't know. Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is going to be the starter, fellas. I'm just going to be honest with you. Now, if he don't start and they start Cam just because, I understand it, but I don't think that's a Belichick way. I think Belichick's going to take the most accurate, the most chain stick moving quarterback that he can take. The guy that's going to keep the defense off the field. Now, if that's Cam Newton because they run some more read option shit and things like that, I just don't see that being the New England way on a long-term basis. I think they did it last year because of COVID, because of all the opt-outs and shit that the Patriots had. I expect the Patriots to be right back in the hunt. I don't think they'll win it all. I think the quarterback position is going to hunt the Patriots for a while. But Mac Jones, I think, is the future there. Um, I think he could be the next Tom Brady, to be honest with you. Um Teddy Bridgewater, okay? He was named the starter in Denver. Never thought that. They didn't think that. They were trying to get Aaron Rodgers. They had the luck kid there. Um, they had the luck kid there trying to, they said it was his job to lose. Teddy Bridgewater, what does he do? He goes in as the underdog. 
the quiet assassin that he is. Great kid, by the way, and fucking wins the job. And kudos to Denver. Drew Locke, I'm sorry, I said Luck. Andrew Luck, I'm still thinking why he fucking retired so early. Um, Drew Locke, you know, Bridgewater just wins. He's fucking quiet about it. He goes in and does his thing. And I like Bridgewater, man. I do. He's not going to win. Um, I don't believe he has that it factor either to win the whole thing. But he is a good quarterback to have in, at a team that is ailing at the position. They wanted to get Aaron Rodgers for a reason. Okay? So, obviously, um, they, they, they tried to get him. But it is what it is, right? Um, Farzine, I'm being asked uh, what's it like to have the headsets on. So, I... Don't hear anything in the headsets but my voice. I don't hear anyone else. And what it is is, Farzine, if you can't see it, but I have a board that my podcast company gave me. It's called a Roadcaster. Basically, it's a huge board, pretty expensive, that kind of controls everything. And it gets me the sound, the video, the audio, everything. And then I can't hear anything without these. So I have to have these on to... Um, kind of hear everything. So if I do a Zoom the same way, the sound comes through that. And if I have you call on my phone, it goes through my headset and I can hear you talking to me through this. So the board controls everything. Um, so it is what it is. I like it, man. It keeps me kind of focused and I don't hear shit else. So it's a pretty good deal. Um, Jalen Hurts, you know, they tried to get Deshaun Watson. So what does that tell you about Jalen Hurts? I think, they don't think he's the guy. Um, but, um, oh, was he talking about being on the sideline? <laughs> Farzine, are you talking about football coaching, dog? I took that way fucking wrong. Um, now we're talking about sound cancellation on the fucking podcast. I think Farzine was talking about headsets on, um, about on a game. So, so, you know, Farzine, as the head coach, there's headsets that have this side open. So it's just this goes to your ear. This right here, the, the other earpiece would not be on here. That's the head coaching ones that I had. So um, this ear would be open. One of my ears would be open so I could hear. This side, I could hear the booth. This side right here would be open. So that's to answer your question. So, yeah. Because I always have been an offensive coordinator as the head coach. So I'm the play caller as the head coach. So I had to have that one year open um, just to hear fucking shit talking, bitching and moaning, shitty calls on by my D coordinator, whatever it may be. Um, Carson Wentz is uh, him and Baker Mayfield to me are the two most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay. Back to Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. You know, like I said, I wouldn't be mad if Minshew started because of what the team they have uh, is. Um, but I think from watching him and being a quarterback guy and understanding what the league is about, Trevor Lawrence has really struggled this year for, for a few things, okay? They're not running just one offense, just so we're clear. They are running 
Urban Meyer's offense here and there, and they're running the OC's offense, who's Darren Bevel, I believe. (laughs) They're all over the place, and I just think it's bad juju. You either hire an OC to do it, or you run it yourself. That's just what it is. So I just got to be honest. That's how you got to go about it. And you can't have a mixture with a rookie QB. You cannot have a mixture of play calling with a rookie quarterback. You just can't do it, in my opinion. Trevor's going to struggle this year. It is inevitable. And I don't know if uh, you can avoid it. And it is what it is. I think he's going to struggle. So that's just what it is. Um, So, you know. Let me see. Um, I actually like Daniel. Um, I like the Giants quarterback. I think he's going to be good. So, I don't know. Yeah, you know. Jacksonville, Urban Meyer hasn't lost ever, really. You know what I'm saying? Trevor Lawrence hasn't lost ever, really. So you're going to lose this year in the NFL, just so we're clear, Jaguars. You're going to lose a lot of football games. How can you persevere? I don't know. Um, That's what the NFL is. Um, So what other rookie? Trey Lance, he's in the battle with Garoppolo. I don't know. Garoppolo wins games and shit, but he's not the the he can't win the game in my opinion. Trey Lance has a lot of oohs and ahs with this game, but is he ready to take an NFL team on? I don't know. I don't think so. So I don't know, man. You know the NFL quarterback. It's going to be interested in New England. I'm curious to see that how that plays out, and I'm curious to see. Um, a few other little spots. I think they're going to play Trey Young a lot. Um, I think they have to. And tra- Trevor Lawrence. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going to struggle. So I wouldn't be surprised if Minshew's in that motherfucker soon. Just is what it is. Um, but who knows? So, main topic of this show, man, we're almost 50 minutes into it. I'm going to bring up some shit that a lot of people ain't talking about. See, people talk about, the show's called Get Out Your Feelings, but there's a lot of people that can't, I think Brady plays at least two more, if not three more. He's like the fucking, you know, he's like LeBron, man, spends a million dollars a year on his body. Even though he's no LeBron physique-wise, right? He's not a physical specimen whatsoever, but... You know, what he intakes and puts in and in, in, in his body for a quarterback. Remember, understand something. People don't understand the physique thing. Most quarterbacks that have been ripped up and, like, got muscles and shit popping out. I was toned, all right? I was 240 when I played. I had a decent little six-pack. I was toned. I didn't have biceps popping out. Understand something. I learned from an NFL trainer. Quarterbacks that have muscle tone popping out everywhere is are not very good quarterbacks, dude. Just 
just so we're clear, there's a lot of restriction that goes into throwing a football. Just so everybody's clear out there, throwing a football overhead like we do, throwing a baseball overhead like we do, you understand that is actually against biomechanics and against science and against the way we're supposed to use our arm. Do you understand that, right? People don't know that. Underhand is the nat- the natural way to throw a ball or throw something. It's underhand. Underhanded is the way you don't deteriorate your arm. Female softball pitchers, the ones that are legit, can throw a fucking ball fucking 90-something miles an hour, guys, just so you're clear, the ones that have perfected it. A female can throw a ball underhanded 90-something miles an hour. Just imagine if a fucking man mastered the craft. That is actually the way that arms work biomechanically without going against the grain and the science. Rotator cuffs being torn apart. What's it called? The fucking uh, the surgery that you have to have as a pitcher. Um, what that's the Kofax or whatever, whoever the fuck the uh, the the damn uh, surgery. Tommy John, Tommy John surgery. Those are because you were going against biomechanics, and people don't know that. But you learn that when you play quarterback for a long time, your whole life, and you and you do certain things, and. It's actually underhanded is the way that the science tells you is the natural way to throw something, anything, a rock, a fucking ball, a bowling ball. If you thought about all those things are underhanded is supposed to be the way you throw. So you're going to get deteriorated and that's just what it is. Tom Brady pays millions of dollars a year for his body to make sure that he's in shape enough to stand in the pocket, throw the football and, Go about his business. I wouldn't be shocked if he plays three more years. Philip Rivers threw a football naturally. Well, he was a three-quarter release guy, just like I was. I was a three-quarter release guy. So if we're coaching football now, um, I didn't have the natural elongated delivery like a Jameis Winston. or I was an ear thrower, we called him. So I was a three-quarter right here because I wanted to get the ball out quick. I was tall enough to see. But if you're a shorter guy, you can't have the three-quarter release like Kurt Warner had, Dan Marino, myself, um, even Aaron Rodgers. He's in between, over the top. He's about right here. He's about ear level, top of the head level. I was below ear. I was shoulder. Like I'm, I was quick, get it out, fast. Bah. Same with Dan Marino, same with Kurt Warner. Um, there's a lot of three-quarter delivery guys. Phillip Rivers is one. Philip Rivers just didn't have Dan Marino's arm strength or elite arm strength. But Philip Rivers was a gutty, nutty, gutty fucker, man. You, you got to understand. And you got, you know, he's got 27 kids he's having to deal with during the season, which is kudos to him. Um, but anyway, get out your feelings is the title of the show because we got too many motherfuckers in their feelings. Can't take criticism. Can talk, but can't get talked back to without getting in their feelings. Can't accept criticism. Think correction is criticism. Correction's not criticism. They need to understand it, all you youngsters out there. But anyway, you know, L. Duncan's an ESPN reporter, right? Um, Rachel Nichols, an ESPN reporter, females. You know, she came out and said some stupid shit, got on cam or got on recording, and it, I think they let her go the other day. 
Max Kellerman. You know, the first take crew now that I saw this morning, because um, I turn it on at 5 in the morning and start get up, and I'm just laying in the bed for a minute until I get up. And in the West Coast, you know, it's already 8 o'clock out there, so that shit's on. The get up and first take crews are fucking horrible now. Like, there's no way I'm watching that shit. But anyway, um, L. Duncan, she can get on there and talk shit about, like, other players. She talked about Bruce Brown when he threw the air ball up against Milwaukee in the playoffs, and she wants to make a meme about it and talk shit. But then frontline workers like fucking Mark Jones, who's an announcer who has to interview these motherfuckers, um, they have to take the heat and um, by interviewing NBA players who don't want to interview with you because you work at ESPN even though he's not the guy doing it it's fucking L. Duncan in the studio it's Stephen A. in the studio it's Kendrick Perkins in the studio it's all these motherfuckers right so but she, when you talk shit to her, like I did on Twitter, then she get in her feelings and started defensive with me on Twitter, me and L. Duncan, a while back, a couple months ago. But if you notice, nobody's talking about anything positive. So, like, I don't know if you guys know who the rapper, I think, is it is it the baby? The one that said the, the gay comments about... Uh, um. I don't know if it's the baby or yeah, it's the baby. He made the gay comments about who was it? Nas X or whatever. Fuck his name is. I don't know. He's weird. Fucks. He made the comment. He's being bashed, right? He's being bashed. He's being dropped by sponsors, he's being dropped concert wise. So he's losing money probably left and right. Right. Then he makes an apology that they say is just super fake and talks about, uh, misinformed comments about AIDS and HIV that he made and, 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 and he's hurtful and triggering comments. He's sorry. And I guess it was a shitty apology. But again, don't apologize if that's your feeling. See, there's too many people out here that's scared to not apologize because that's how who they really are. Like, people don't realize, like, I don't apologize because that's who I am. I apologize in the moment if we are in an argument and I was wrong face to face. We're playing cards, for instance, and let's say I I called the wrong quarterback MVP the year Pittsburgh won the Super Bowl. And I was wrong, and then guy, a buddy of mine was right. I apologize. You're right. I apologize. I'm wrong. But I'm not apologizing for something I did or I stood for because I said it. That's who I am. I am who I am, not who I say I am. <laughs> There's too many motherfuckers, Kirk Herbstreaks of the world and L. Duncans of the world and Stephen A. Smiths of the world. You are what you, who you are, not what you say you are. Don't come back later and apologize and fucking... His apology, not his apology, but his defense to Kwame Brown, Stephen A. Smith, was the biggest joke I've ever seen. And they used that platform. Like, whatever, he's the golden boy for some reason, 10 million a year or whatever. He got to do that shitty-ass fucking comeback to Kwame Brown on ESPN's platform. I thought that shit was a fucking joke. But it is what it is. But my point is you can talk shit and bash people, right? The babies talked about homophobic and gay uh, people and has been banned. But see, the baby has gotten very large in the rap business. 
people don't want to really look back into history and look at the homophobic discussions that rappers have talked about in their raps for years. It's just now that the baby has gotten large and he happens to be the one they want to target. What's happened to all the other rappers that have talked shit about gays? They haven't been discussed at all. Go Google it. Look how many gay slurs you hear about in rap game and 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 why nothing ever was said. But the baby comes out and talks about a gay rapper who's supposedly gay. I don't even think he's gay. I think it's all fucking PR stunt to get him paid. The little Nas guy or whatever. Bottom line is, though, the baby is now getting castrated over it and ostracized when really he's saying shit that's been said forever. He's just saying what he feels. Now, you can't do it now because we're in this soft-ass world where if you're born with a pussy and you get a dick, you can race the motherfuckers. That's the world we're in any fucking way. So you got to accept that shit, and now you can't say nothing. Or you can say something, but you got to be sure you understand. Don't do the fucking crime if you can't do the time. So the baby's facing all this, and it's a fucking trip. I was listening to Series XM. I, I listen to the radio right now, and it's a trip uh, when you hear these DJs on there and these MCs talking about how his apology was shitty and this and this and that. And, well, how about you talk about all the motherfuckers that said it before him? And like, if I was the baby, I'd be like, "Fuck me, don't fuck you, don't play my music on your shit no more." If I do get come back and do something. But anyway, long enough. We've had the show long enough. We're over an hour. I'm going to discuss what I wanted to come talk about. Um, has anyone paid attention to... First of all, we're, we're, we're putting everything... We're putting our attention to the wrong shit. First of all, right? That's the problem. We're focused on... Should I vaccine, vaccinate or should I not? Is it safe or is it not? See, I don't see like, you know, I'm not a Trumper, right? Obviously. But I'm not really a Biden guy either. So I don't give a fuck. They're both they're all criminals to me. Priests and politicians, two biggest criminals there are in the fucking world. I don't trust none of them motherfuckers. I'll never give a dollar to a motherfucking priest or a church. That's just who I am. Not that I don't believe in God. Not that I'm not God-fearing. Not that I don't walk by faith and not by sight. See, people hear you say things, and then they think you're a fucking devil. You won't give no money to a priest? Oh, my God. No, I won't, motherfucker. And if you want me to call you motherfucker again about it, I will. Because they're fucking liars, thieves, and fakes. So nobody cares about the money they're snatching from your hard-working, middle-class ass and buying them a fucking mansion like Joel fucking Olstein, right? His criminal ass. If you want to look into that motherfucker, be my guest. He still sells out fucking Houston. And you guys are paying this motherfucker without doing any research. It's like going to PetSmart and giving them a tip. Uh, I mean, a donation. When I know for a fucking fact, if you research and go turn over rocks... That money ain't going to no fucking dogs in Rwanda or fucking Zimbabwe or no fucking save the dogs. It's all bullshit. I don't trust nobody. That's me straight up. 
period. I don't give a fuck. You can't tell me different. You can tell me different and I'll listen to you because I'm respectful, respectfully listen to you and engage in a conversation. Because like I say all the time, it's okay to have an argument and a disagreement. It's actually healthy. You may learn something in a disagreement. You may go home and Google what that motherfucker told you and then say, damn, he taught me something. But you don't do we can't do that shit because we're getting our feelings. Get out your feelings and go turn over rocks and find out what the real is. I'm not giving these panhandling motherfuckers no money to get them a Bentley and a house in the fucking beach. (laughs) And that's my last money. Like, come on, dog. Bottom line is, we put our effort and negativity into all kind of other shit. We rather, L. Duncan rather clown another black human. He's, she's black, by the way. Talk shit about a black cat that plays. Yeah, pray at home, 29 Mikey. The real shit. You know what it is? A church is two or more people together. <laughs> like... That's what it is. Church is two or more motherfuckers getting together and having church. That's church. I mean, I don't need to go to your fucking arena and pay your fucking bills, motherfucker, with your panhandling. Why do you put out 27 offerings, Joel Osteen? This motherfucker has electronic funds happening. Like, I tried to take a picture the other day. I don't trust anyone anymore. No one. Nobody. Nothing. There was a homeless dude on the freeway right, downtown L.A. This motherfucker, I tried to get a video picture of it. I think I do have the picture of it. I'll post it later on. This motherfucker's on the side. He's got a sign for money. <laughs> and then the motherfucker has a phone like this. <laughs> this motherfucker has a phone like this. And I'm like, this motherfucker has a phone, dog. And I told you, I posted a thing on Twitter like two months ago. <laughs> you know, when, I, when, when homeless asked me for money, I, I never carry cash. True story. And I'm like, dude, all I got is a credit card. This motherfucker asked me for, he said I could Venmo him. <laughs> I lost my shit. I said, I could Venmo you motherfucking ass? So you got a fucking cell phone, homie? And you don't have no money? Come on, dog. You guys got to turn over rocks. Um, I really think you have to really do the research and turn over rocks. People are not who you think they are. And people are not who they say they are. They're liars. They apologize because that's who they are. They keep apologizing too. If you keep listening to people, all they do is keep apologizing. Why are they apologizing every fucking day? Because they're shitbirds. That's who they are. They're not who they say they are. They're not apologizing and fucking being sincere. They go and do the same shit again tomorrow. And then they apologize again. And guess what? Half of you fucks go in there and say, man, that's a great job. You do a great job of apologizing. (laughs) Motherfucker, you just got lied to again. Man, I'm just telling you, dog. Raheem, it's all good, brother. Appreciate you. 
Um, so anyway, I'm going to get to some shit that a lot of people don't want to discuss. All right. Everybody wants to talk shit and bash certain people. Well, J.R. Smith is one of those people. I've talked shit about him, you know, with the timeout thing. Motherfucker looks high as shit on the sideline uh, when he was with the Cavs and LeBron. LeBron's mean when he's looking at the motherfucker. Um, you know, all that shit, right? J.R. Smith is doing what I consider the greatest feat as a pro athlete or ex-pro athlete since Muhammad Ali. Let me explain why. But nobody wants to mention J.R. Smith and what he's doing every day. And nobody wants to talk about the shit that he's doing. And I think this the greatest feat since Muhammad Ali boycotting the draft. What J.R. Smith is doing right now. I'm going to try to reach out to him and get my folks to get a hold of him. Um... And let him know. And I'm going to make an apology for one time because I apo- I'm going to apologize that I bashed his ass before. Say, not really bashed him. I just said the motherfucker looks like fucking special ed and he's high as shit and he smokes weed. And see, when he makes a professional decision of calling a timeout when they don't have one, I didn't talk shit about that at all. I never talked shit about that timeout. I didn't talk shit about Chris Webber's timeout. In the national title game. Those are highly competitive games. That I actually have been in. But most people talking. 99.9% of the people talking that shit. Have never been in. Including Stephen A. Smith. Max Kellerman. L. Duncan. All these motherfuckers talking shit about these pro players and these college athletes who go to school up at 5 in the morning, lift weights, go to class, study hall. All that shit. Nobody understands that grind. Nobody understands the competitive game itself. Nobody understands what's on the line. How many people you are either going to celebrate with or let down. People never understand it, will never understand it. Stephen A. Smith played HBCU basketball as a fucking third-string point guard who was horrible and wants to talk shit about fucking anybody in the NBA. You have no right to talk shit about anybody. Kwame Brown was 17 when he got drafted, and you've bashed him since he was 17. By the way, played with Michael fucking Jordan, who probably worked his ass every day. And probably talk so much shit to him that who knows? But you know what? I bet you Kwame Brown's a better man for it today. And he's all and he's bringing the shit out in the truth now. And people are seeing him and hearing him and like, damn, I judged you. I misjudged you. <laughs> like, because <laughs> it amazes me how grown folks can judge a motherfucker they've never met. See, I can't judge you if I've never met you. You only can say shit that you see on TV. J.R. Smith, oh, I'm over here, dumbass, called timeout. See, I never said that because he's in a fucking game that I'll never be in. I'll never be in an NBA basketball game in a fucking playoffs, in a championship, and never understand what he's going through. So for him to call a timeout was a fucking mistake in a highly competitive one percenter, I call it. He's a one percenter. J.R. Smith played in the NBA like 10 or 12 years, and he's a one percenter. That means he's one percent of the world that will ever do it. See, people don't get it. Eli Manning, I put ranked. I put Eli Manning over Aaron Rodgers and 
Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes right now. Why? He has two rings. He will do what 99.9% of NFL quarterbacks will never do. Win a Super Bowl. He did it twice. I'm just saying, dog. Like, let's be honest. Eli Manning, to me, is very, very fucking underrated and won a lot of football games for being a guy that a lot of people don't give a lot of credit to. <laughs> and I, you could argue all day long. If Carson Palmer ever won a Super Bowl, I'd put him up in the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. I had his brother on um, my show. If you ever go back and look at uh, Jordan Palmer, played played briefly in the NFL as well. He coaches Patrick. He coaches uh, um, Trevor Lawrence. He actually is his individual coach. He coaches a lot of quarterbacks now. But you know, it blows my mind that we talk about the wrong shit. So. J.R. Smith is at going back to school, okay? And if you don't follow him on social media, please do. Because you have to understand that what he's doing is trend-setting. And people haven't seen it or noticed it yet. And I picked up on it right away. And I'm going to try to get him on my show because you know what he's doing? He's tweeting out everything about education that that he's going through right now that he never probably had to go through. Because I'm just be real. When you're a pro athlete and future pro athlete, you get a lot of fucking perks in college, especially when you're the dude. So he probably didn't learn shit. Either did I. Either as 99% of us, it's a fucking shitty ass piece of paper that we pay for to have printed out to say we earned this degree. But minority human beings, minority world has to get that piece of paper. So when they go work for the fucker with my skin tone, they have the paper, even though they know nothing. Because this world ain't based on intellect. It's based on fucking who you know and who knows you and how you play the game. They don't know. It ain't fucking based on how fucking well you fucking can tell me how to do fucking trigonometry, motherfucker. I'm just going to be honest. Let's be honest. Learn how to play the game. If you're a black cat in America right now, learn how to get with these white folks. If you're a young white cat that needs to go fucking figure out how to play the game and be accepted in a neighborhood that you probably aren't never going to be accepted in, learn how to play the game. Be real. Be genuine. Don't be fake. Don't try to be someone you ain't. J.R. Smith has never claimed to be something that he's not. He went back to college, and he is tweeting every day. Mrs. I forgot what she said. Let me see. I'm going to see if I have it, uh, the, the name of the person um, that he tweeted out. I'm just going to go to his Twitter. Um, you need to follow J.R. Smith, man. I'm telling you, people don't understand what he's doing. And the average person still probably won't know what he's doing. Um So, Dr. J, uh, Sports Crisis, said, Dr. Smith, she said, uh, J.R. Smith, I'm a college professor who just found your story today. I'm living for your tweets about deadlines. I don't go to midnight. I don't do midnight deadlines. I'm not awake to grade until 9 a.m. J.R. Smith said, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm busting my ass, so I hope it pays off. So, 
Someone said, I asked my cousin if they see JR on campus, and he said, I see JR all the time. He legit be on campus. I love this so much. So JR says, I'm going to start learning how to cook. I'm way too old not how to know how to cook. I learned how to at least cook two or three meals. That's just lazy if I don't. You got to understand this dude. You understand. You know, you guys in the normal fucking people don't get that professional athletes, your business, your livelihood depends on the hours you put in. It takes 10,000 hours to perfect one thing. So if you want to be a fucking great cook, you need to cook fucking salmon, grill it, honey glaze it on a fucking plank, wood plank on the grill, 10,000 hours to perfect that motherfucker. Just so we're clear. If you want to be a great golfer and you have to chip out of the sand for 10,000 hours to perfect that chip. If you want to be an author, you have to learn how to write a certain page in your chapter, in your book for 10,000 hours to be called a perfectionist, to be called perfect, uh, uh, a professional. So he has perfected basketball. Whether you call him a greatest player in the NBA or not, that's irrelevant. He played in the NBA for 12 fucking years. He played a sport that's only 1% of the world's population could play at that level and make millions of dollars doing it. He won the NBA championships, which is another 1% feat. And he's tweeting out every day some shit that blew my mind. And people don't understand um, what he's doing. First tutoring session in the books. I really like Miss Burke. Extremely helpful. Finished my English homework. Dope. Short story about a little girl with six brothers and seeking parent approval. Dope reading. This is the best shit on Twitter, man. You guys don't see it, though. You don't even get what he's doing. And he's at an HBCU doing it, and motherfuckers are hating when they're out doing fucking nothing for nobody, eating donuts is fat fucks, 600-pound life fucks. And this dude is back in school trying to get his degree legitimately, playing NCAA golf, by the way. He's playing golf. And um, he's playing college golf on the college golf team and going to school. Like... I'm just telling you, dog. You got to follow a man on, uh, I think it's the real J.R. Smith. Um, kind of like the real Coach JB. The real J.R. Smith. And, uh, and, and, and on, on, social, on YouTube, man, BG2735, shout out. He, he, he said the media will cover DUIs, athletes getting DUIs. You know, you know, like I said, I don't agree with any motherfucker hitting a female. I don't give a fuck pro athlete or not. But they cover the shit out of that. They'll cover anything. They haven't covered this. I haven't seen one fucking story on how J.R. Smith is affecting young cats' lives right now by tweeting out shit that he's doing on campus, by walking on the campus every single day he's at. He's on campus every single day, and people are seeing him, regular folks seeing this cat. And I think it's the greatest shit since Muhammad Ali's done, man. i am be honest with you. I think it can have a great effect on the fucking horrible disrespect Respectful youth that we have in the education world. I'm just going to be real with you. 
Uh, Farzine, I don't know if I'm going to do the coaching one-on-one right now. I've gotten so busy, man. I just had to eliminate something. And during the season, it's a lot harder for kid, for, for viewers to come see it. So it's like I can't really clinic anyone. I don't want to really get into their season and take up time. So that's kind of why um, I'm not doing the coaching one-on-one right now. And I just got to – I'm so much different shit with the whiskey, the fucking – I got so many different things, the dogs – uh, I got to pick and choose, man. So, now nah, I appreciate you guys liking the show. I thought I tried to be different with that show, man. There's a lot of uh, uh, sessions that I did that I know nobody else does, especially breaking down how to be a coach, not just fucking calling plays and shit. Um, some guy just tweeted, too bad the Giants are in first place. Um, go buy some more players. <laughs> No shit. We will see at the end of the season, dumb fuck. We don't care about right now. Like, the Dodgers don't give a fuck. They just won the Super Bowl. That's like the Lakers just going through the bubble. Like, they weren't, they couldn't win the next year. But watch the Lakers this year. So, I don't know. Um, us and them show, Bailey? Nah, Shane, we had to drop that too, man. Because I just, it's just too much going, man. I was trying to just do a bunch of things, see what's stuck, shit on the wall, and see what's stuck. Um, but. Um, but you know, who knows, man, I might do the coaching one-on-one show and make it a bigger thing. Like I said, I was going to probably try to do this show right here actually on, uh, on, um, zoom to where I can actually have live people on it. Like kind of like the S and M. So I like the theory of it, but it was just, it was just so hard to manage, man, with all the shit I do. And, and I don't really use a lot of people managing. I have a management team and shit. They do a lot of like bigger level things for me. I don't really have them do little shit like this. So, you know. Yeah, maybe I'll do the one coaching one-on-one, man, uh, in the spring again. So, like, maybe January hits or something. Uh, we'll see. But I don't know. But, man, go check out J.R. Smith, man. I'm just, just giving you some advice, man. He's doing a lot of great things that people aren't really seeing. And so I give him much kudos and much props, man, for what he's doing. And I think his tweets are very, very underrated. Um, for the for the inner city community, man, for for people in general, kids in general, youngsters in general. So, um, man, Cody wants to come back on the show. Cody, we talk all the time. He has one of my puppies, one of my slap dick bullies. Cody has her. Um, so she's doing great. He said he sent me some pictures. Man, all the dogs are doing great. Um, so. Yeah, I get Cody back on. You know, I, I I I'm not a big guest guy, man, because I don't want, I do these ad lib. Like I don't write this shit down. Like I'll write up maybe a couple topics, the title of the show, uh, the quote. I'll I'll think about a quote I like. I'll do more time on that than the topic of the show. So I'll just come up with the topic and I'll spit it out during the show on what it is. I don't have writers and shit, even though I have a podcast company that will write for me and give me a producer. I just rather just ad lib it, man, and be real and be genuine. So I don't really, um, yeah, I talk to Theo Vaughn all the time. Farzine, Theo's a good dude, man. I was on his show. I was on, uh, what's the other one? Uh, the dude from, uh, the MTV, fuck uh tim and what's his name uh shit i forgot the name of it dude he's he's big on youtube as well um tomorrow today tomorrow or something i don't know what the fuck it was called uh 
I'm horrible at remembering names and shit, bro. Um, but anyway, get out your motherfucking feelings, man. Um, yeah, man, Gridiron. I'm trying to get uh, Kwame. Gridiron H, man, he knows all that shit. Drama. That's right, drama. I was on the drama. Uh, John, what is his name? Not Johnny Drama. That's from fucking, what do you call it? Yeah, he was from Ridiculousness. Um, but yeah, Drama. He's on, fuck is the name of that show. He has a p- podcast. Uh, I think it's called like, I forgot the name of it. It's like Tomorrow or... Shit, I don't know the name of his show. I can't even find his name. Um, something tomorrow or, um, or some shit. I forgot the name of it, man, but he has a show drama does. Um, yeah, see, I never watched any of that shit on MTV or none of that, but he had a show and uh short story long gridiron H knows all that shit. Gridiron H don't have a job or do shit because he knows every fucking thing I've put out here and he knows that shit. And I'm just fucking with you. Appreciate you, dog. Hey, man, knowledge is key. Just trying to tell you. Gridiron knows all this shit. Um, hey, man, you see Doughboy or uh, you see Doughboy behind me sitting there. Doughboy, what up, Papa? That motherfucker's 90 pounds and 22 weeks old. Fuck. That motherfucker's getting big. Um, hey, man, I appreciate everybody on YouTube. Appreciate the Slapdick Podcasters, man, that I got. We're an hour and 30 minutes into this thing. Two reboots on YouTube because I pushed the board and lost the sound. So it's something with the wire, man, I think. But who knows? I'm just a Slapdick. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, my man, hit me up, Charter Oak. Maybe I'll show up to your game tonight, man. Um Shane, Doughboy's fucking huge now, dog. Shit, you're going to have to come drive and pick him up in a truck if you want that motherfucker. Lenario, long story short or short story long, yeah. I think Gridiron looked it up. Uh, Short story long, it's called. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys, dog. Be safe out here. Stay up. Don't be slap dicks. You is slap dick pretty much. Why you calling me slap dick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. (laughs) Yeah, don't be don't be no slap dick. <laughs> All right, fellas, I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will-